past few years, Bentley University has been exploring what it takes to make sure that today's college and university graduates are prepared for the demands of today's rapidly changing workforce of the 21st century. They've done years of research, observations, conversations with relevant parties. It's culminated in a book called Prepared You, How Innovative Colleges Drive Student Success. The author, Gloria Larson, president of Bentley University. And in the next 60 minutes, we're going to take a deep dive and make the case for place-based education and why being on a college or university really matters for our future leaders. Great to be back with you. It's so great to be on the Bentley campus. Well, we're thrilled to have you back, Carol. This is so special. And I think it's interesting to be on campus because it reminds me of my own college life. Like, you go and the classes are important, but there's so much that you get from being uh, actually on site at a university. I couldn't agree more. If you have the ability to spend four years on a campus, um, you grow as a person in so many ways that you can't anticipate day one. It's not all about the classroom. It's a lot about the classroom. Um, but the extended classroom, your opportunity to join clubs, to play sports at any level, um, to get involved in leadership opportunities, it's what really shapes your experience in powerful ways. I think this plays to um, so much of what you folks and you have looked at with Project U, that there's so many different pieces to really developing the right workforce for tomorrow. Yeah, we really focused on the entire person. And what's great about place-based education is that every single opportunity applies to the individual. So each experience is its own separate set of experiences. It's why I believe so fervently that it's not where you go to college that's the single most important thing. It's how you go to college, the things that you uh, avail yourself of while you're there. Whether it's off-campus internships, whether it's on-campus leadership opportunities, usually it can be a combination of those things. And it's an individualized pathway, I think, to adulthood um, that really shapes who you are. And what we know from the research that we've done and the research that Gallup has done mm -hmm. in, in connection with uh, Purdue University is that the more you take advantage of place-based opportunities on a college campus, the more you will find greater rewards in the workforce and in your own life later. I mean, there's now analytical data that suggests that the more you experience college while you're there, and, and I mean in the most positive of ways, right. the more likely you are to be fulfilled in the workplace, the more likely you are to be a contributor in your home community, and really the more likely you are to be a healthy, whole human being. It's interesting. I mean, you know, when it comes to things like city planning, we know that, that the, some of the benefits accrue to people for being in a city by accidental contact and running into things that you may not have been looking for, or people though, who are not like you who happen to be near you, and that changes your worldview. I wonder uh, if that's the, the sort of same logic that applies to the university. Well, I would say that it's both taking advantage of the serendipity, um, the random things that happen on a college campus. It's how you make new friends. It's how you sort of fall into some things uh, that offer positive advantages beyond the classroom. But I'd also say that more and more we're being very planful about it on college campuses so that we put opportunities together for students. It's up to them to take advantage of them, but we want to make sure that there are those opportunities to grow. Um, we have a brand new leadership program on campus that's a three-year leadership opportunity where you sort of climb um, through experiences to gain your leadership creds, if you will, uh, along the way. So that's not a random opportunity. At the same time, students, I think, who um, aren't necessarily going to be joiners may themselves find this random opportunity coming along, and they should take advantage of that, too. So I would say, Corey, it's an and, not an or. I got to ask you, though, not everybody has the opportunity to do place-based um, uh, 
uh, an educational experience, if you will. You know, it is a luxury, um, but that's why schools are working so hard to build a diverse student population with scholarship opportunities, more and more looking, if they're able to, to need blind capabilities for mm -hmm. schools so that any, any student who's qualified can attend. Having said that, not everybody's going to be able to. You may have to work your way through college. Um, you may find that you have to come to school part-time. And I think it's up to colleges because we know how important this, these opportunities are to figure out ways to integrate those students too. And I think the great thing about the movement with online education mm -hmm. is that that's another opportunity. So I don't want anyone who's listening to misunderstand. Getting your base level education is incredibly important. But if you've got the ability to do more than that, to experience college life, um, it should be value add. And we believe it is. In terms of that, I mean, uh, what do you do to sort of bring students into the mix and get them involved in sort of the activities that you guys have, have taken the trouble to sort of get ready for them or the, the student clubs or so on that, uh, that will allow that thing to happen? Well, we have 4,000 undergraduates, and from the moment they arrive in, first year, uh, in their first-year class, um, we make sure that they know what we've got available. Um, it starts with thinking about career planning. We give them Strengths Finder, which, you know, Gallup is famous for, mm -hmm. that sort of helps them assess their strengths and what they're going to be particularly good at. And you do that at. right from the beginning. We do it right from the beginning. I mean, we think it should start then. But it's not just what should you be studying. Strengths Finder also, I think, makes you think harder about the kind of things you want to join into from a co-curricular and extracurricular cap capability. So I think, you know, while we plan, Corey, to your point, it's not all going to be according to a plan. In fact, each student has to come up with their own personalized mm -hmm. version of what their education and the extracurricular uh, opportunities are going to be. We're talking with Gloria Larson, president of Bentley University. I want to bring back um, or bring in, but he's rejoining us. We've talked to him a few years ago, I think it was, Andrew Shepardson, Vice President of Student Affairs and Dean of Students at Bentley University. Andrew, I'm assuming you talk with students all the time, uh, and I'm assuming you hear that campus life is an important aspect of their education. This is part of the experience, and it's important to students. Definitely. You know, and students um, have that experience and those opportunities to have those kinds of conversations that, you know, Corey was referring to of, you know, those random times when you meet someone and you know that's when real cognitive development and cognitive learning happens when you are engaged with someone who uh, is coming from a different background a different family experience uh, or you're suddenly and I think this is for all of us too it's not just young adults who are trying to grapple with how can someone I like so much think so differently than I do mm -hmm. about a particular topic and how do I put that together and how do I put that in with my own values, my family's values. I was talking to our coaching staff uh, last week and talking about you know, encouraging their, their student athletes to get involved in diverse interactions, to meet people outside of their team and thinking of it like strengths development, you know, right. of, you know, if you're, you, know, you want your students, your athletes to be working out, your, your brain grows in the same way your muscles do. And once it's uncomfortable and difficult, you don't tell them to stop, uh, and you don't leave them alone and not support them as they're going through that. Bentley University's special underway with Bentley President Gloria Larson still with us, and Andrew Shepherds and the Dean of Students at Bentley. And Andrew, what, tell me, what was state-of-the-art 10 years, 20 years ago, let's say, and, and, and for people in your position in terms of student involvement, and how has that changed uh, into what's state-of-the-art today? I think you know the biggest change is making it more intentional and making it more a part of the whole experience. I often talk about how we don't want classroom learning or learning in general to end at the classroom door. We want to bring it into uh, the residence halls and into the students' experience. So, 
you know, one of the great things we learned from the Gallup-Purdue Index was that uh, internships that have, uh, you know, a specific opportunity for students to take what they're learning and put it into uh, their internships experience have a far better impact on their long-term engagement. And so when you think about what the co-curricular experience is and what students are doing there, we want to be bringing out, you know, at Bentley, we're a business university, so we're talking a lot about management. So are we when we're talking to our uh, executive board members of our student organizations, are we helping them use that management coursework in how they're working with their group and when they're having challenges or difficulties? How are they leading people? How are they putting it together? How are they, as Gloria was talking about, how are they using their strengths? Uh, what strengths are they bringing and how are they leveraging the strengths of their peers in the group? So it's, it's far more intentional. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge investment for families to make and we want it to be 24-7 learning. Andrew, we talk a lot on campus about um, diverse interactions and how we learn to walk in other people's shoes and the, the different perspectives can be valid. And at the same time, we create these learning communities that often bring cohorts together of students who have very similar things, honors program, international uh, group living, um, the women's leadership floor. So how do we sort of, how do we mix and match these in a way that really aids the students? Well, I think part of it is wanting students to be able to take that deep dive into a particular area, for instance, women's leadership floors, of, of really spending some time and working with that um, throughout their experience. Um, but I think you're right, there is a danger there if that is the only experience, whether it's being a varsity athlete or being mm -hmm. uh, just on that leadership floor, we've got to be encouraging students to have all of those experiences put together. So that's why I think mentorship is so important uh, and making sure that students are connecting with uh, their, the staff and the faculty of the institution who are guiding them to say, okay, great, you're really pulling it together with this leadership floor, this women's leadership program, but what are the other experiences that you're getting? How are you learning about the global economy or meeting students from different cultures or backgrounds um, or how are you having fun? What are you doing to enjoy yourself? That's the thing I love is that whole idea of, you know, having fun. I mean, that's a part of the college experience and college life. And it's an important part, Andrew. I you know, you're talking to a dean of students. Yeah, a dean of students at an institution that. Uh, no, but it sounds so frivolous. But it's an important part of it. It's absolutely true. We had Gallup uh, do a study uh, when they did the study. They looked at students who've been to athletic events, floor programs, doing service learning, doing fun events. And surprise, surprise, the students that did these things more five times or more in a semester, higher levels of engagement, higher levels of hope, higher levels of well-being. And it makes sense. When you're engaged with the people around you, when you're getting out of your room and you're having fun and you're laughing, you feel good about yourself. You feel good about those who are around you. So that fun piece is a really important part of college, and it's a part of the engagement. And uh, you carry it into the workplace absolutely. and into life afterwards. Right. I mean, I think these are learned behaviors. What about, we have so many self-motivated kids on campus. I mean, we have a group of 4,000 joiners, but they're not all 100% joiners. What do you do to encourage the kids who are more isolated? Because every campus has them. Uh, you know, I, I think... We've been talking about it as a roadmap. So what are the kinds of experiences that you need uh, when you're going to college? What are, what are the things we know will have value? You know, life after college is a real motivator for Bentley students. So Bentley students are thinking about what is my career going to be like? How am I going to be successful at work? So that's a motivator for us. So, you know, you need a mentor. Uh, mentorship is really important, and it will really help you with employment engagement afterwards. But those leadership experiences and those engagement opportunities and helping students craft that roadmap and not saying this is the only way you can do it. So, you know, you may be a little bit more reserved. It doesn't mean you have to join 
be a cheerleader. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to join this organization. But there's plenty of different opportunities, and I think that's what's great about well, a college campus. And, you know, I'm thinking about in your book, um, Gloria, that you talk about one individual, one Bentley student who went on to a career in journalism, right, but didn't study journalism here. And that wasn't his plan initially. No, his plan was to come here and get a business degree. And what he <laughs> discovered was English and media while he was here and then went to American University and got an advanced degree in journalism. He's now a producer at CNN. And that shows that coming up with a way to engage students in multiple ways so that they know they've got a lot of different options. And that doesn't simply happen in the classroom. Part of what he found was global engagement when Haiti was uh, devastated during yeah. his time at Bentley. And he organized a campus support group to raise funds to send to Haiti. And that's what led him in tandem with his major in English and media arts to think about the broader world of journalism. So we can't lead every child to directly to their own pathway. What we have to do is put all the options out there and encourage them to join them and to mix and match. And I think it's important when you're doing that and, and for that student as well to have mentors on campus, staff on campus that are talking about, wow, you're good at this, or you're really mm -hmm. using these um, strengths that you have, your writing ability, your care about the world, you're pu pulling all this together. How, how are you going to make this work in your own life and how are you going to put it all together beyond uh, graduation. And I think that's a really important part of the experience, being a able to reflect on and it. Andrew, just got about 25 seconds left here. Um, what's your advice to students or parents of students out there to make sure that they take advantage of the campus life? Uh, you know, Gloria's right when she says it's how you go to college. I think you, when you're looking at campuses and you're looking at universities, you want to look at, are they going to help me figure out the how and want me to be uh, taking full advantage of everything? All right, but it's certainly an important component. Andrew, thank you so much. Thank you. Nice to have here. you here. Andrew Shepardson, Vice President of Student Affairs and Dean of Students at Bentley University, along with Gloria Larson, President of Bentley University, our co-host for this hour. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, Corey Johnson, we are Bloomberg Radio. Like Bentley University's project, you explore different perspectives. We are also today joining our conversation uh, talking about place-based education is Julie DeLongchamp. She's a Bentley graduation uh, graduate, excuse me, and uh, now working at Wellington Management in the Environment Social Governance uh, Research. She's an associate there. Also with us, our co-host for the hour, Gloria Larson, president of Bentley University. Welcome to Bloomberg Radio, Julie. Thanks, thanks so much for having me. Tell me a little bit about your experience at Bentley and how that has kind of shaped what you're doing today professionally? Definitely. I mean, there are so many ways, but I'll, I'll start with academics. Uh, I found really that the resources and professors here allowed me to go deeper on subjects that, that really interested me. So I had access to professors who wanted to to help me think deeper. And uh, when I was working on my capstone, a kind of mini research thesis uh, during my senior year, one of our tenured economics professors agreed to advise me. And he's been studying economic development his whole career. So getting into energy poverty dynamics with him um, really you know, brought additional perspective and, and challenged me in my research. It's interesting to me uh, because, you know, the academic portion of school and the outside portion, you know, the, the other stuff at school uh, is something I think uh, uh, students struggle with at all levels. And I wonder when you look back at what you did, I, how long ago did you graduate? I graduated in 2015. Okay. So when you look back, just a couple of years back, uh, do, you, do you get a sense you wish you'd done more stuff outside the classroom? Do you wish you focused more inside the classroom? 
honestly, I I tried to take advantage of as much as I could. I mean, the couple of leadership opportunities and service learning and um, kind of jobs on campus. I I definitely I made the most of my four years, and and I would have done four more, honestly. <laughs> How did the, the environment, uh, social and governance, very specific, right? So how did you get there? Honestly, before I came to Bentley, I had no idea that I was a tree hugger. Uh, I grew up on the West Coast and came back to Bentley. Um, and even though there were lots of environmentally conscious students on campus, I realized there was there was a real opportunity to educate more of my peers and ultimately take on another major and, and find a career in sustainability. And you could actually do this professionally. Absolutely. But I had no idea. I had no idea that I, that made right. that perspective made me unique until I, I met other people on campus. So one of the things that really impressed me, Julie, about how you spent your time at Bentley was that you found both faculty mentors and also staff mentors. And the two combina in combination actually led you to sort of making these career choices that you did. Talk a little bit about that, because I think we traditionally think of teachers as the source of mentorship and not necessarily all the other folks who are on campus. Absolutely. I mean, I could I could name a dozen mentors and advocates for my time at Bentley, but one person definitely stands out. Uh, Amanda King, Bentley's director of sustainability, uh, hired me as an intern uh, when I was a sophomore and constantly was t pushing me to take on new responsibilities and increase my impact. And she even pushed me to apply for an internship that helped me find uh, sustainability in capital markets and ultimately combine my two majors of economics, finance and sustainability. How do you how do you see it stacking up? Do you do you recognize things from other people in, when in, in your work life that and see th sort of hints of their education? Absolutely. I mean, I, at Wellington, at, you know, I've found everybody has this, that kind of intellectual curiosity outside of the world of finance. And for me, that's sustainability. But for others, um, you know, there's kind of other, as we, we call it here, our liberal studies majors um, that, that people have really taken a, a side passion and, and it does reflect in their work. Gloria, what's kind of the back and forth between what's going on at Bentley in terms of administrators and teachers and students to make sure that the on-campus life is, is what they want and what they need? You know, I think we're really fortunate at Bentley because we have, we're not only place-based, but we're place-contained. We don't have the cityscape as a distraction. We're really a campus that operates as its own small town. I think of myself as the mayor of a small town, <laughs> mostly. And I think that allows the staff and the um, faculty interactions to be particularly meaningful and so that students see that I mean we all operate as a community there's lots of transdisciplinary cross-discipline research between faculty but staff get involved too mm -hmm. and I think that means that these resources are almost obvious to our students that they can pick from column A and column B it's all available it's interesting too, as it, as it develops over time, that that you know the, the reputation of the university. Do you, do you find, uh, uh, Julie, th th that people know Bentley more than maybe you know you might have expected? Absolutely. I mean, I've stayed uh, local in Boston, working at Wellington Management, but I'm I'm amazed. I mean, it, my first job uh, was is at Wellington, and it didn't hurt that the uh, the person I met at the career fair at Wellington's table was a Bentley grad. So definitely got us off on the right foot. It's interesting, though. Um, can you safely say that the things that you did here have put you on a path, um, to a professional path that you're going to enjoy for years? Definitely. I mean, I feel so engaged in, in my work, and I've also I've found that I'm learning from so many people uh, at Wellington, and it's kind of that foundational knowledge of practical and, and academic that, that 
I'm really deepening as, as I'm learning more in sustainability in the capital markets. Do you have a piece of advice you'd give our first-year students? Five seconds. <laughs> no pressure. Try everything and find your passion. I think that's a great piece of advice. Um, good luck. Thank you so much. Nice to have you here. Julie DeLongtemp. She's a Bentley graduate. She's an ECG research associate at Wellington Management. And, of course, with us, Gloria Larson, president of Bentley University. We're going to continue our conversation in just a moment. Kevin Kruger is now with us, president of NASP, as I said, the Association for the Advancement, Health, and Sustainability of the Student Affairs Profession. Um, Kevin, I'm here with uh, my co-host, Corey Johnson, and our also co-host for the hour, Gloria Larson of uh, Bentley. Talk to us a little bit about what you've seen change in the student on-campus experience. Sure. I think the biggest uh, change um, is the uh, increasing diversity of the, of the ways in which students interact with their institutions. Um, so the classic 18-year-old, uh, uh, in some ways that Bentley might see, that comes to campus is, is now more a minority in the entire higher education picture. So more students are working more than 15 hours. We have more low-income students coming to campus who need additional financial support. So one of the real challenges is how do we get those students engaged and connected to the institution when they have so many other uh, kinds of issues going on in their life that require um, them to be away from campus? That's only one area. So, Kevin, how are you? Give me some examples of how sure. schools are doing things that bring, mm -hmm. say, first-gen students uh, in in sure. more positive ways. Yeah. Well, the first is, just, is recognizing that they're there. So um, identifying them, uh, knowing that, the, that they're on your campus. Um, and there's been campuses that have had a lot of success with uh, developing cohorts of first-generation students, identifying them, allow them to um, uh, meet each other. Uh, they have sort of similar experiences. And also acknowledging that they have um, what, we, what we call in the business of less social capital, less ability to navigate all the resources and figure out how to you know, go through all those things since their family members did not go to college. So, so making sure you kind of are deliberate about those efforts. Second example would be on-campus employment. Many of our low-income first-gen students work on campus, and instead of using that as just sort of a filing kind of clerical opportunity, we're using that as a organizational development and leadership skills training for those students so that um, those students can develop some of the kind of workplace competencies during those uh, um, uh, on-campus employment opportunities, whether it be work-study or otherwise, and make that a more meaningful learning experience. Those are two really cl cl um, clear examples of places, things that campuses are doing to reach out to their low-income first-generation students. What about commuters? I often think that mm -hmm. they're really the left-out crowd, too. Um, how do you give them place-based experiences? Yeah, well, and they're really the left-out crowd as you think about um, where the heavy lifting is taking place in higher education for our low-income students, and that's, that's primarily at our two-year two and community colleges where, again, these students often are uh, maybe adults or have uh, work responsibilities. Um, and yet we know at the same time that the more students are engaged with campus, the more in, in campus activities, uh, learning opportunities, knowing a faculty member, um, all those kinds of things make a difference. And so, um, you know, for our commuters and particularly for our students who are um, uh, living at home, uh, we need, you know, more specific ways to, you know, engage them. Some campuses, for example, do more, do regional programming in the communities in which students are coming from. So, there's, for example, there's institutions in Chicago that um, do, uh, they, um, they geomap their students and find clusters of students who live in the same area, and they do programming and experiences with them in their community. So as opposed to wow. um, on campus, recognizing that they all can't get to campus. Again, these are some of the new models that, you know, again, Bentley is such a great place for that place, that traditional place-based 
experience. But for some of the campuses that are drawing more non-traditional students or adult learners or commuters, or, um, they, need to, they need more inventive ways to kind of try to connect those students um, uh, to campus. What about admissions when you look at, at sort of picking the, which kids will go to school? Do you look at the kinds of activities they've engaged in, in high school and sort of say, that person, they might have the academic makeup that we want, but they've also got something else that will help us make the, uh, uh, the other stuff happen in our campus? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the term, the, the term is, is called holistic admissions. And so rather than just looking at test scores, uh, campuses, you know, really across the country now are also looking at other dimensions that would create this, um, a sense that they would have to be a good fit for their institution. Um, there's a lot more personalization now in the admissions process as we begin to kind of unwrap which students are going to be most successful. And clearly, from a, from a high school standpoint, students who are, um, have demonstrated some activities and involvement at the high school level uh, and that kind of experience, um, we know, can also translate to their uh, interest and willingness to get activated and engaged on campus as well. One thing in, I want to put college. out. One thing I want to put out there. This we're talking about the case for place-based education. Why being on campus matters for future leaders. Future leaders, to me, need to respect diversity of thought. And we've seen a tremendous push, mm-hmm. pushback, mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin, on universities and campuses when somebody doesn't like the way someone thinks about something, they you know, get that speaker kicked off and they don't get to kind of present their views. How do we get around mm-hmm. that? Because how do, how do you embrace that? Or, or, or yeah, how do we... yeah you've, I think you've just named the issue for the year for uh, next maybe even the next several years in college universities. You know, we would believe strongly that the opportunity for students to be exposed to different perspectives and to have develop the competency around that, that challenge, those challenging conversations and, and difficult dialogue. That's a key and critical competency that we know employers want, right? So, um, we, you know, I think that um, uh, I mean, campuses all over the country are trying to find these ways to really get students to talk to each other across you know what, Kevin, we're going to wrap up, though, on that thought. Uh, Kevin Kruger, president of, of NASPA. I want to bring back Gloria Larson. Uh, the book that you guys, that you wrote, prepared you, How Innovative Colleges Drive Student Success. That diversity of thought, I think, is an important issue. Well, so do I. And I have to say, everybody's grappling with yeah. it uh, because political correctness can take on a chilling impact on student behavior and student thought. So encouraging that respectful discourse has to be um, what we're all after. Um, and at the same time, when I think about place-based education here at Bentley, um, I get very excited because we think it's education with a plan. And the plan is to connect what you're learning in the classroom, but also to connect the dots on campus. It yeah. really gives you a richer experience now, but more importantly, a much richer career and life going forward. It's a 360 exactly. experience. Um, Thank you. Always. Thank you for hosting us. Gloria Larson, uh, president of Bentley University. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, Corey Johnson. This is Bloomberg Radio.